0: may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Bee boo, doodle doo, bee pow.
1: Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined by Allie and Tanya. And the three of us today will be watching a movie called Murder My Sweet. So, ladies, what do you know about Murder My Sweet? I know nothing. Excellent. I've heard the title and that's it. I I have heard the title.
2: I'm going to guess There's a Murder. (laughs) Excellent. And and a and a, a a girlfriend or wife, yeah, a of relationship, some sort. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, heterosexual,
2: relationship. yeah, definitely okay. a heterosexual relationship. Um. Also, gonna say it's probably between two white people. Oh, <laughs>
0: oh. oh. I'm going to guess this movie was made between 1944
1: and 1958. Okay, very good, very good. <laughs> uh, it's a good range. Yes, like that? I,
0: I, I, there will be a gun. I'm gonna go with gun. Okay. gun. okay, okay. okay. So you know what? If you're gonna call gun, I'm gonna call poison. Ooh, yeah, let's oh, go. Very good. So uh, I'm gonna go library. Or are you gonna go lounge
1: ballroom conservatory? Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yes. Very good. Very good. So ladies.
2: <laughs> we've ruined all credibility that we have at this point. <laughs> this is a
1: 1944. Ooh. It is is a Philip Marlowe film. It it, it is based on the stories of William Chandler, or one particular story of William Chandler. Okay. The story was called Farewell, My Lovely, but they changed the title. And uh, we'll get into why after we watch the movie. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But it's... uh, it's a it's a fun right right in the middle of the noir era little cl- crime flick. It is a very interesting portrayal of Philip Marlowe. I will not tell you right now who's playing him because part of the joy is the discovery. Oh, oh okay. dear, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I really enjoy this one. If it, it's Vincent Price, I'm going to be mad. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not. It is not. Uh, I will say, watch out for Mike Mizerki because he is in this no, movie. So okay. I believe this is the third movie we've seen with Mike Mazurki okay. in it. I'm probably going to go that guy. Yes, you yeah. will go that guy. Because it's that guy. It's that okay. guy. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So, dear listeners, uh, please go find a copy of Murder, My Sweet. It is on streaming channels for like, $2.99 rental in most places. Oh, nice. So. It's fairly easy to get your hands on, Uh, so please join us in watching it. We will return after this brief musical interlude after we watch the film. Good, that was adorable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, as much as murder and mayhem gets right. adorable, but well, that yeah. was adorable. That's totally good, Snappy dialogue. <laughs> yes, there were good one-liners in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's, it's based Chandler's... on a Philip Marlowe novels or stories. Well, so. the,
1: the, Raymond Chandler's yeah, series so of It's based on good stuff. Oh yeah, and um, I have read Chandler's The Big Sleep, which is the yeah, it was the first Philip Marlowe novel, and the entire book is like that. It's nice. all those bizarro little one-liners. It is the most noirous thing that ever noir. <laughs> and so, this was not the first movie that came from Chandler's books. This was, I think, the third adaptation. Okay, but uh, this was the first one that was really that really kind of took off here, and then. Almost immediately after the success of this one, the next year they did The Big Sleep. Nice. Which is the uh, Bacall and uh, yeah, Bogart. Humphrey, go- Humphrey Bogart one. But yeah, they're all kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta go to a little library now. Because
0: <laughs> that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lovely, and and all of the twisty, turny noir things that I wanted I to noir. I really liked the way it all tied together because mm-hmm, I wasn't mm-hmm.
2: sure how it was going to get there. Mm-hmm. I knew, of course, that it couldn't be anecdotal because it, they don't work that way. This, yeah, the right. stories are never like that. Right, like right. it all ties together somehow. But I kept going. Okay, but how? See, like, I wonder where... how to. Yeah, I, I mean, I figured out that that um. Helen was that her name? Or? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, Chicky poo. Yeah, she yeah. was. She was Velma. I figured that out.
0: Yeah. fairly early. See, I didn't. I wondered Just, if Anne was Velma.
2: Well, I, I did, I did have that thought, but I figured that would have been. She was too young for it. Oh, okay. that was that was my only misgiving was that I thought she was probably a little too young. Yeah, because okay. it was an eight year difference. Sure, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yep, but um, I figured that. Okay, so she's probably Velma. Um, but couldn't figure out how the rest of it all tied together, how all the other
0: threads came in. Mm -hmm. Well, there were at least two double crosses. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm sorry the old guy died though. I know. But, I'm you know, very Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because he 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 shot
2: somebody, so. But old guy,
0: like, but he was, that was self-defense, wasn't it? Like, she was going to shoot. Yeah, but... I mean, like, what was his crime? Sleeping with a hooker? Like, I mean... Well, Haste Code, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, and I think that's the way... And, the and condoning the left. adultery. Oh, okay.
1: So. I mean, people die. Yeah, I suppose, novels. like,
0: yeah, he, yeah. He, he allowed her to exit their marriage freely, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, because (laughs) nobody can. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: we have a lot of strong feelings on this subject. (laughs) But right. (laughs) But yeah, it was it was good.
0: It was. I got I got my uh, good cop bad cop. Like yeah. I got the double talking, like, oh, I'm learning from you by acting like I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got the... uh, I like
2: that that blew up in his face. Yes. Like, spectacularly. Oops, I've pretended I know something, so now they think I do actually
0: know something, and that's a problem. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of was interested in where the drug thing was going. Right. Like, I kind of wanted that to be more of a thing. Yeah, but it, I don't know whether that was just because I like the surrealism. Yeah, that's that I, odd, I enjoyed that, that. That that uh, yeah, look with scene. the door.
2: Yeah, where it kept getting the that door was cool. getting too small. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I, I like the way that that was shot and everything yeah. was overlaid and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, that was quite nice. But
0: like plot wise, it it kind of it. Yeah, it, it was kind of like, easiest to be like, yeah. no, that doesn't matter. Yeah, which parts of it felt
2: a little disjointed. I think. Yeah,
0: but, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, part of that is the structure of a detective story. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Cause, or a mystery, I guess. Because mm-hmm. when you're writing a mystery, you kind of have to write to the plot points, and so yeah. like you decide what those are going to be, and then sometimes you're like, shit, how do I get there? Yeah. Although although Chandler was
1: really good at writing that He was that better stuff, at that, yeah. Wrapping that stuff up. I mean, he was really determined to mm-hmm, do that stuff. Right. Because it, his work was kind of a the antithesis of the kind of the English bo- uh, drawing room sort of Yeah, the Agatha Christie kind of, yeah. Kurnett, so. yeah. oh, I happen to know more than everybody in the room sort of thing. And now it, it, his protagonists always are just kind of sure fumbling through. Um, but lucky enough really... to be part of the, the yeah. solution to a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's... It's interesting um, hearing you guys saying it's a little bit disjointed because I know with... I I have not read Farewell, My Lovely, which is what this was based on. Um, I have read uh, The Big Sleep and have seen the movie. Now, The Big Sleep, the movie, is damn near incomprehensible when you try and figure (laughs) out what the actual plot is. (laughs) And part of that is because there are a lot of things in The Big Sleep, the book, that they had to kind of dance around right. and not refer to directly because Hayes code because Hayes code so i'm willing to bet there were a couple of elements here that they sure, had to Sure that yeah, makes to talk sense. Certainly. I
0: wonder if the drug thing then is kind of it would possible. have been something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's quite possible. Sure. That makes sense. Well, cuz the club she took him to, well, huh. Sorry. Uh, That's okay. Uh, the clubs <laughs> she took him to had an Asian theme. Mhm. So, so maybe you know, opium, if it's yeah. like an opium thing, and then like,
2: yeah, I I felt like there were parts
0: that yeah. weren't,
2: weren't there that could have added more, but not that necessarily because they weren't there. Made well,
0: it... and I wonder too, like if if people at the time are used to Hayes code, they're used to more of the shortcut language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they're if they're reading the book, which I assume they would be because it'd be a contemporary right fiction, yeah, like they're gonna go knowing the story. So maybe there's more shortcuts in the movie and because we haven't read the story or aren't up on the Hayes code substitutions.
2: Right. Yeah. Like we're
0: just missing those maybe now? Oh, well, it could it be.
1: be. It could be.
0: Or it could be making things up cuz headcanon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be you know something was lost at the editing yeah. floor and there's just mm-hmm. a gap, you know, it's it's hard to say. And uh it but it's a super tight movie. I mean, it's yes. I it's loved, snappy. Yeah, and...
0: that just quick and it moved and mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
1: And uh, I love Dick Powell as Philip Mm Marlowe, and I I know that everybody thinks of uh, Bogart as Marlowe because of the Big Sleep, but there's a playfulness to Dick Powell that brings a a real special. Like his interpretation, yeah,
0: yeah. Like Bogart is is very staunch and very like, yeah. He he's business, yeah. Like Bogart brings out the like, no, I can mess with you. He's a perfect
1: Sam Spade. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not... but but Marlowe is different, especially yeah. when you give him one-liners yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. Which it, Bogart was
2: good, but I don't think Bogart was a comedian. I can't see Bogart saying, "I'm going to do something really difficult, like put
0: put my, pants, my pants on." on. Exactly, <laughs> <Yes>. and, <laughs> yes. and and, like, and gonna... have it come off as funny, yeah. right? Like there are funny moments in in The Big Sleep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, if if I remember it correctly, which I might not, I could be confusing it with something else because Lauren and Humphrey right. did however many but like he they, those things kind of slid more to on being on her yeah. to pull them off than they mm-hmm. did for humphrey bogart so i kind of kind of want an alternate
1: universe where like dick powell did all yeah. of the the, yeah. the See movies. what that looks like yeah, yeah. I, I would like to say there there is uh one of the last ones that was done uh uh, uh last adaptations of a uh Philip Marlowe book was in 1978 when they did The uh, the Long Goodbye with Elliot Gould oh. playing Marlowe. And that's an exceptional movie and we will watch it.
0: <laughs> I, I thought that was on a list somewhere. Oh, it's, and it's on the
1: list. We're going to watch it. Well, the next movie we're going to watch is The Big Sleep and the one after that is going to be Long Goodbye. So Woo-hoo! we're doing a trio of... We're having Marlo a Marlowe Marlo Marathon. We're having a Marlowe Marathon. Awesome. Yes. So, uh, but Dick Powell, I find super fascinating in this role, especially since um, he came up through Hollywood uh, in the musicals, yep. the, uh, the Warner musicals. So all those little backstage musicals, yep. like 42nd Street and Gold Diggers in 1933 and Gold Diggers in 1935 and Gold Diggers <laughs> in 1937 and yeah, everything in between. And uh that was absolutely what he was known for doing. He was he played the young boy, like not the leading man in those movies. No, he was but like, like the young the, boy that, character, yeah. which he played into his forties <laughs> because he <laughs> has that face. Mm-hmm. And this movie was um uh it was RKO. RKO was kind of on the rocks and they wanted to sign on a big star, so they wanted to lure uh Powell over to do some musicals for them. And he goes, okay, I'll do them for you, but I want to do a serious role first. Oh, and so they nice. threw him at this movie to the horror of the director. <laughs> 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 and and they say, okay, you, you can play Philip Marlowe. And he's like, yes! And Edward Demetrius was like, what the fuck did he do? <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out it he just was work. awesome. Yeah. And so he, this went really, really well. And this started a whole string of serious roles for Dick Powell. Nice. And, and so... It, and he he was super pleased and everybody was super pleased. Uh yeah, and the the reason this wasn't called Farewell my lovely is that it actually opened in 1944 on December 18th in Minneapolis, Minnesota ah. under the original title but huh. apparently audiences were confused Because it went, Dick Powell, Farewell My Lovely It must be another musical And then they get super confused <gasps> Oh, So they changed it to Murder My Sweet So it was I like obvious, a little more yeah.
0: On the this nose This is what you're walking into Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> they
1: swapped out the title And it opened wide in New York in March 1945 As Murder My Sweet And then it turned A heck of a profit Wow Yeah Hooray for Minneapolis! Yeah, go us! I don't know why the hell it opened here, though. In 1944. Whoa! What the? Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. hmm. Anyway, um, I also love Mike Mazurki in this movie. Yes! He's awesome! I always love Mike Mazurki, but I especially love him in this. Uh, he and Dick Powell were almost the same height. Dick Powell saw so, that. For some reason, Dick Powell's like six foot two, and that does not gel in my brain. <laughs> and Mike Mazurki's six foot four. So, what they had to do was they you know, made Dick Powell stand in a trench, much like in Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> so, had him standing in the trench so Mazurki would loom Look over bigger. him. Mm-hmm. And they were actually building sets that were optical illusions mm-hmm. to make. Missouri like loom more, loom more, yep. or like as he, as he got well, like, closer, he got bigger. That apartment set, yeah, where they
0: go to meet uh, drug guy, yeah, like yeah. that. I'm pretty sure I saw a couple walls with lines that were yeah.
1: doing. Oh yeah, fa- forced perspective lines. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah. when um, doing a lot of that
0: when chauffeur Gus G- gun getting Gus guy, yeah, was standing next to him, and then like later he was like, wait. That doesn't. That table shouldn't be that tall on you. Right. What? What?
1: Right. And yeah, they were doing all sorts of little. But it was good. Saying, like you couldn't. Yeah. Like
0: if you had. Like I was if you weren't looking it, for it now. It. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that's awesome. There's all. There were also all sorts of visual tricks in the movie where I mean, not just the obvious ones, right? But right. the You know, shooting through the you know overlay and yep, the, yep. Um, the beautiful shot in the opening where. Dick Powell turns and looks at the window, and then Missouri's yes, reflection yes, appears above good. him. Is beautiful, but they use that same kind of mirror trick to do the gun flash at the end, mm-hmm. where oh, right in where front they of his pull the trigger and it's right next to his face. Nice. He's, uh, I don't quite right, but know like, how they
0: set it up. But the gun would be over here, but like the mirror would be reflecting a mirror. Like they, yeah. it's like they have two or two or three mirrors to get him a safe distance away, that make it. right. Him, Make his face look like it's right by the gun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which so that's how they pulled that off. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was well done. Also, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm amused at my own line. So like, <laughs> they're driving to the beach house and like this beautiful matte painting. Let's go to the matte painting. That yes. was that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> to the matte painting. That's they, how you said it. They they yes. had really good matte paintings, though. They, just, did. they were
1: fairly obvious. <laughs> <They did>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being attacked by a dog. Oh, Hi, Max. Shit. Hi, Max. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this movie, Max? Oh, he's very excited about Philip Marlowe, aren't you, Max? Max! <laughs> go investigate. Just like Marlowe would. Just like Marlowe. Go go go, 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 go,
0: go! fetch a clue! <laughs> so, go so going a... in circles, okay. Oh, my God. That That's kind ah. of appropriate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he, he, he definitely... There like, uh, well, there is face licking that happened there, in the movie.
1: Yeah. That's true. There, there was. There was.
0: Go get fess. Go on.
1: <laughs> He's it's like no, no, no understanding nope. whatsoever. No,
0: nope. I'm here. Uh, I love I'm you,
1: podcasting.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, thank God. you for your insight, Max. Yay, dresses. <laughs>
1: The, oh, God. oh, the dresses!
0: Yeah, are can we talk a, like, about scary. how awesome
2: Claire Trevor is? Um, yes, yeah. Trevor, a great. Well, deal. And,
0: and Shirley too. Oh, well, yes, Shirley, she can school barm like yeah. nobody's business. And those pockets, like yeah. they were not real pockets, but the pockets,
1: Yes. Yeah. like. So Anne Shirley was the original Anne of Green Gables. Yes, she was. <laughs> <laughs> and she
0: was she,
1: also at Stella Dallas. As, she was as the evil daughter. And oh, spoiler, uh, sorry, <laughs> she retired immediately after this. After this, like, at, like, like age twenty six. Story for why? Yeah. Well, she. Well, let's get into Edward Demetric first, okay, because cool. that's also part of the story. So Edward oh. Demetric, the the uh, the director of this movie, uh, he was son of a Ukrainian Im- immigrants. Uh, had a horrible upbringing. Like, his mother died when he was six, and his father beat him. And, uh, finally, like, uh, child welfare authorities let him live alone at age 15, because it was better than keeping him with his dad. But, um... Uh, But apparently he was an excellent student and fairly responsible once he got away from the home. So uh, he was working as a messenger for film studios in Los Angeles Uh and he was excelling at schoolwork, especially like math and physics. He wound up going to uh, the California Institute of Technology. Nice. But he dropped out after a year and went back to filmmaking. And so he became one of the rising stars in the, uh, the... the army of directors that they had going on in the film lots and in Los Angeles at the time. And he was a rising star. He, his his career was going really well. And then uh, the HUAC started the oh. Un-American Activities Committee mm-hmm. thing. And he, he was did. one of the Hollywood Ten. Oh. So he right. was one of the, the, the Ten who refused to comply. Oh, sure mm-hmm. he was. And he went to prison. And unfortunately, he's also the one who, after a few months in prison, he rolled, and right. he named a few people to get out of prison, and sure. and then uh, his career didn't go so well after that. He continued working, and it, especially after that whole thing right. washed away, but he his uh, career wasn't quite like it was right. prior to that. So and Shirley was married to at the time married to Adrian Scott okay. who was another person working in film who was another mm-hmm. one at the Hollywood 10 so Unfortunately, that didn't, if I remember right, that didn't last long. They eventually got divorced, and then she married another guy. But she was never, she had a very strong career up to this point. Yeah, she really it, did. She, she was an award-winning actress. She had a great career. She was being cast in tons of stuff, had lots of opportunities. She was not that ambitious. She, she was kind of pushed into child acting oh, by okay. her family. And then uh, after, after this, she was like, hey, I'm done i'm okay. done and so she retired and if i remember right she she was a painter and that's uh, legit yeah I mean, did, like, a, she just went into other careers she just and, needs to do her
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: she had a couple kids and like her her daughter was an actress for a okay. while and her granddaughter was an actress for cool. a while and yeah it, so you know she had a apparently it's a rather abrupt episode. yeah huh. age 26 it's like i'm done with acting well, like, like Amanda Bynes did that though. Yeah. yeah. A few other people did, you know. Yeah. But usually people are in this business because they love right. it.
0: Right. Right. But every once in a while, it's like, "Eh, I'm done." Yeah. One of the other chicks from um Mrs. Doubtfire did that too. One yeah. of the kids. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. Mhm. Anyways, sorry. That no, was that's a tangent. All right. No, that's fine. <laughs> so not noir. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see, and you know of course, Claire Trevor we talked Yay! about her yeah, in the Key Largo. Yes, episode. yes. Uh,
2: as a, uh, uh, she was Gay Dawn, wasn't she? The I, singer. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, she
1: was. Yeah. The, oh God, with that scene, that right. scene with her singing. Sing. Oh, oh wait, you didn't tell me we were doing this today. Oh. She was also in Stagecoach, and B- yes, when she yes. was in Stagecoach, she was the headliner of that movie, not John Wayne. Nope. Mm. She was the big star. Uh huh. <laughs> She's just a she's fantastic amazing. actress. And, like, yeah. I love
0: her turns.
2: Yeah, because I actually couldn't decide how involved she, her character was, was with this plot. Like, yep. I knew she... I thought at worst she was, like... She could just be the girl in trouble.
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. just
2: just trying to have a quiet life. Yeah, the hooker
0: with a heart of gold who's yeah. trying to get out of the life. Yeah, and, yeah,
2: yeah. I thought, okay, at first maybe that's what she is. and But I... I she's just so good when she did her talk yep. about because she held on to it for so long Oh she long. did. Yeah, where I, I I couldn't decide. I'm like, mm, I mean, she's got the chops to do this. Mm-hmm. Like knowing the actress and
0: like she could be she could be playing, but
2: yeah, was, I really yeah. I like what she does with with this role a lot.
0: Well, and she never makes it about like what she was or like she doesn't do yeah. the tropey things yes. that yeah. some femme fatales can get into when yeah. they're cast in that role. Yeah. We're like where they would because it's so much fun to play a femme fatale oh yeah. yeah like like it's kind of hard not to put that in at the beginning just because <laughs> you're like i'm gonna be sexy and fun yeah. let's do this yeah and like to 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 have her be able to restrain that is really like yay yeah
1: talent and awesome yeah, i just love when you see her in that first shot with the white dress and the yes yeah Did she that i swear i've seen that dress before It's very similar to... I I was just... I was thinking about that. Because it's 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 got got a similar...
0: It's uh, got the white cross with the diamond cut out over her stomach and the magnolia on uh, her her chest. it looks
1: really similar to something that Barbara Stanwyck wore in something else. Probably double indemnity. That sounds right-ish. Yeah. By the way... Dick Powell really wanted the Walter Neff role. Oh, I bet he did. He didn't get it because of Fred McMurray. (laughs) Is, like, Fred McMurray, like, fought him for it or something? I I think Fred McMurray just won the role and and everybody was like, Dick Powell, what? (laughs) I kind of want Fred McMurray to
0: fight Dick Powell now.
2: Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Pinup Girl Clothing has a dress that looks like that right now. They just <gasps> unveiled it. And I'm like oh, I was looking at it going, geez. I've just seen that wow. dress.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta I gotta hey, Pinup pin Clothing Pinup Girl <laughs> Clothing, yeah. Okay, all right, I'll check that out because damn. Yeah. There's no there's no Betty Page
1: store here. anymore, so yeah. I gotta find it somewhere. <laughs> I'm getting attacked by dogs again, meanwhile. <laughs> He's very enthusiastic Dog. about Noir. Yes, he is. Hello, Max. <laughs>
2: Max oh. says hello, listeners. <laughs> yes, Max says hello. Max,
0: Max, can you say hello? Wait, nope. <laughs> All right. uh, uh, listeners, uh, in case you can't hear, there is, there is a dog
1: there laying is a dog. on
0: Melissa. <laughs> yes, is, yes, he's very enthusiastic he's, he's and very loving. He's very
1: enthusiastic. Hello. Hello. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Dick Powell, unfortunately, was a victim of the Conqueror. Oh, no, do, do you know about the no? Conqueror? Yeah. no. Okay, so another I, one. You, there were many.
0: Well, of course there were, but another one that we meet on our podcast. Oh, I,
1: I, The Conqueror is a terrible movie. <laughs> I will. No. Well, because like with
0: Agnes it's, forehead and.
1: Okay, so The Conqueror was filmed in 1956, if I remember right. Yeah, uh, it, with uh, <laughs> John Wayne as Genghis Khan. Yep. Oh yes, yes, I have heard of this, <laughs> fiasco. and it was filmed. On a nuclear testing site. Yep. <laughs> Which means just about everybody who was in that movie died of cancer. Yep. That's what got Agnes Moorhead, remember? Yep, we Agnes about Moorhead died. That's right, that's right. right. And uh, John Wayne died yep. of cancer, as did Dick Powell. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Yep. The Conqueror, it's like 2016, the movie. <laughs> too much. Too much yeah. orange toner and everyone dies. Yep. Indeed. So, also, before I forget about it. That car, yes! That's oh my god, the car! car. Amazing. Oh my god, that car! What is that? What is that? That is a Isada Francini Eight A Spinto variant. It was a car that you could special order as just the chassis, oh. and then you have a custom builder build the the body around. Nice. It. So it, it's it's already unusual. There right. were many of these, and it had very weird. Uh, Customization, like the lightning bolt on the grill. Yeah, that, I love the, oh, that, that, that off-center lightning bolt thing. Is just it, that just rocks my world. Yeah. Oh. So it's also like it's a uh, it's got that split windshield yep. and the right-hand drive yep. and the parade doors and it's just oh. it's bonkers. Uh, it's probably around 1932. Yeah, was I was the gonna year. say
0: like mm-hmm. it, it's like the the car from
2: Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. So like it, 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 I I understand these cars, they don't make them like that anymore because they are not aerodynamic, which means they are not fuel efficient, but god damn I want a car that looks I like that. No,
1: they're beautiful. It's also eight cylinder beautiful. and four wheel brakes. <laughs> um, so
2: what I'm hearing is it's just ideal for Minnesota winters.
1: It's pretty amazing. And uh, you know, i I'd, I'd park it in the garage and I'd go, ooh, and then Yeah. Bring it out maybe two days a year when it's nice enough. Yeah, right. It's great. Right.
0: Yeah, take you to the car show. I I totally take it to the car show because totally yeah. the, the the people at the car show would just die. Oh goodness! You, yeah. you could you could run Snelling Avenue
1: if you've got that. Probably. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a beautiful car. God, I want one. Yeah, so do I. There weren't many of them. There were just one. Who knows? <laughs> one that like I said, like that. it's like the car from Sunset Boulevard that yeah. she had
0: custom made, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: although with less garish like right, it's a little more tasteful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and no then no telephone, no telephone, no telephone. That's okay. as far as we know. That car right. doesn't need a telephone. No, no. 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 It just needs me <laughs> driving it,
1: <laughs> running yeah. my
0: hands over the leather. And the I'll, wood. Just stop. I'll just I'll just drive shotgun. I'm good with that. You can drive. Awesome. <laughs> I wonder what kind of sound the horn makes. Like do you think you would have one of those like song horns like didn't no? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah.
1: I like that idea.
0: I'm putting the girl from eponema in it. There of course you do
1: you... <laughs> Max, we're gonna teach you how to sing the girl from Ipanema with us. <laughs> First you need a gain singing voice. Alright, so, are there any more... What's more trivia? Well, I do have some trivia about Mr. Raymond Chandler. Yay! Uh, Also, a little bit about uh, John Paxton, who was the guy who was the screenwriter who did the adaptation. Uh, He was also the guy who wrote the screenplay for On the Beach and Uh for Crossfire... Which is another Edward Dimitri movie that we're okay. probably going to watch at some point. And The Wild One with Marlon well, Brando. Okay. And he did an Oscar, or sorry, he got nominated for an Oscar for The Brick Foxhole, which was a very huh. uh, difficult novel to uh, adapt, apparently, okay. at the time. So, but he, he was uh, kind of a stock writer for RKO in Columbia for uh, kind of a set number of years. He was. Working for a fairly short amount of time, but it was very densely covered sure, by okay. his by his scripts. But Raymond Chandler, you know, who of course wrote the novel this was based on, uh, he was born in Chicago. He grew up in England, and uh, eventually became a naturalized British citizen. Yeah. So when World War One uh, rolled around, he enrolled in the Canadian Army. Okay, and then he joined the Royal Flying Corps. After he was discharged after World War One, he moved to California, where he became vice president of an oil company. Why not? Like you do, like you do, like okay, yeah. So he was he was doing that for a while, and you know, all through this, he was submitting stories to, to sure, magazines okay. and stuff. So he was always into writing. Okay, but when the Depression hit, he lost his job at the oil company, and he started writing full time. He didn't publish his first story until he was 42, I wow. think it was. Wow. 40, or 40. 40. He was age 40. Okay. So, it's like, alright, you know, so if you're 40-ish, you know, got, it's so not too I late could, to restart your I career. I got four so, years. I gotta get there on this. There you go. There you go. I'm 41. I've missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, You've got enough going on. No I writing no. novels.
0: Melissa, <laughs> no, Melissa's no, not No, I did of... that
1: when I was a teenager. I already did that. Melissa's not allowed <laughs> to write any more
0: novels. <laughs> Unless they're autobiographies.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I would totally
1: read the hell yeah. out of Melissa's autobiography. Hell <laughs> yes! Well, I feel like I'd have to, it, it'd have to be, like, uh, the uh, Dark Tower series, so they, you know, yeah, you'd you have to publish in installments, because then I'd have to be living my life oh, yeah. adding more to my yeah, autobiography. Yeah. Oh, I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. So I'll be your ghostwriter. You know, okay.
0: just, like, I'll Walk be your on. Hunter S. Thompson, Thompson, just, like, following you around. Oh, sweet. That'll be awesome. With less drugs.
2: Uh, yeah, there wouldn't be fewer, drugs. Okay. fewer, fewer drugs, fewer drugs, fewer drugs, <laughs> fewer. and less drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. less and fewer. yeah, less and fewer.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah,
2: yeah. That wasn't meant to be a grammatical correction. Just oh, just say, just say well, sure. To add exactly additional co- commentaries
1: <laughs> and fewer,
2: less and fewer. Like just, less. I, I feel like that's go all in on that. It less and like Stetler
1: and Waldorf. I feel like we should it be two characters. <laughs> Just on the sidelines of some famous story, yeah. commenting on it—the yeah. Rosenpans and Gildenstern of something. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> so anyway, <by> Raymond Chandler. <laughs> uh, he he was very devoted to his wife Sissy, who was seventeen years older than he was. Oh, nice. And uh, he was apparently very distressed when people would mistake her for his mother, but uh, oh. which is like, ooh, ouch. But they were together for a very long time, and he was so distraught when she finally passed away that uh, he tried to commit suicide.
0: Oh wow! To follow
1: her, but uh, was not successful at that. Uh, over his life, he wrote—I think it's seven Philip Marlowe books. Sounds right. Se- well, more like seven and a half because he died during right. writing the last one, which is uh, the po- what was it—the poodle, the poodle, something or other. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Eh, I didn't write it down. Whatever the the name is it. But it was, that one, Poodle Springs, Poodle Springs, that's what it is. That one was later completed by a fan of his and then became a bestseller uh, posthumously. But he started with A Big Sleep and then Farewell, My Lovey was the second one. There was The High Window, which has had a couple of other films based on it. Lady in the Lake, The Little Sister, Simple Art of Murder, and The Long Goodbye. And Playback. So, uh, aside from that, a whole bunch of short stories, you know, he was fairly prolific once he started publishing these. The Big Sleep was published when he was 51. Okay. So he hit his stride. Right. In wow. his fifties. Go ahead, him. Yeah, right? So ever since, uh, the, the first movie to be based on one of his books was Time to Kill. And that's where Michael Shane was, or, or I'm sorry, It was an adaptation of The High Window. For some reason, they didn't call the detective in that movie Marlowe. They called him Michael Shane, and so Lloyd Nolan played Shane. Okay. Uh, Then there was The Falcon Takes Over, also in 1942, which was another adaptation of Farewell, My Lovely. But the detective, quote, The Falcon was (laughs) substituted for Philip Marlowe. And uh, that was played by George Sanders, of all people. Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) Right? Like, that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. At all. No, 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 no. But, Okay. Hollywood then, does things. And then this movie happens. So it's like, oh, Dick Powell, thank you for, for playing Philip Marlowe. Good and proper. So after that, you know, we got the big sleep. And then there was uh, Lady in the Lake with Margaret Montgomery as Marlowe. Uh, the de Doubloon, which was a uh, British production, if I remember right. Uh, George Montgomery was playing Marlowe. And then there was a movie called Marlowe with James Garner as Marlowe. <laughs>
0: wow. Which became
1: the inspiration for the Rockford Files. Oh, well, that makes sense. Right? It, it does make sense, but have you seen the Rockford Files? I have. I like, have Rockford I like
0: the Rockford Files, they're not Marlowe. No. No, but I'm I'm glad that this
2: this uh Yeah, I suppose this, I am glad that this came out of came it. Out of yeah,
0: it. Yeah. And I'm glad you didn't finish that sentence with they were the inspiration for Maverick.
1: No, Maverick <laughs> Maverick <laughs> and Marlowe inspired the Rockford Files. Uh, okay. That makes a Does little that make more it sense. Happier?
0: It makes a little okay. more okay. sense. Okay.
1: Yeah. There, there. So <laughs> long goodbye, of course, Elliot Gould, and then we've got there's uh farewell, my lovely from nineteen seventy five has Robert Mitchum as Marlowe. I can see kind it, of
0: see definitely. that, yeah. And okay. then
1: uh, there was a 1978 adaptation of The Big Sleep, also with Robert Mitchum.
0: Okay. Hmm. So it, I mean, I like have... me some Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Was he creepy, Robert Mitchum? No, I would think Marlowe Marlo would do... Robert Mitchum. He was seventies yeah. Robert. Okay, I can deal with seventies. Yeah, I, can Robert... do I, Robert... do I prefer good. creepy Robert Mitchum. Indeed. But that's because I'm me, and yeah, you know, seventies <laughs> Robert Mitchum is
1: just for Yes. In in yeah. fun charming Robert Mitchell yeah, is always yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's about what I've got for this movie, I guess. Uh did you guys have any final thoughts about murder, my sweet? I just want
2: all of Claire Trevor's dresses. Yeah, all, oh, all, don't all don't of them. Oh, don't we all? And I'll
0: I'll dress as Anne Shirley and you can be Claire Trevor. Okay. I like this idea. Yeah. Cause yeah. And, do...
2: and I also want the uh uh, I, the Florian ladies, I want her. I want her bathrobe. Oh, oh yeah, that oh. looks comfy as hell. No yeah.
0: peeking. No yeah. peeking. <laughs> that's
2: funny. I've spoiler alert. That's what I look like when I roll out of bed in the morning. <laughs> uh, no
0: peeking. <laughs> she was. She was. Who was that lady? Because she was. like Oh, I didn't look her up. Sadly, she was fun. Yeah, she so right. was fun. She yeah, was she
1: fun. Was fun. Mm-hmm. I want. I want to find her movie. I'm sure she was one of the stock character actors. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm sure
0: she, because I'm sure I was like, you know, as much as I go, that guy!
1: Yeah. Like, right. I
0: wanted to go that that lady with Esther her, but...
2: Howard. Thank Esther you. Howard. All right. I'm sure she's another stuff, but... I'm, I'm my, sure, yeah. My connection is slow, so mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to be able to do it in a timely enough fashion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll just say, I'll just take uh, Mike mazurkis suits yeah so we will be a well-dressed trio (laughs) you know those checkered suits and oh oh, yeah snappy and i want want the shoulders to carry it on yeah Yeah. oh and the
0: scene okay so the one of my one of the (laughs) best pull away scenes in this movie or in many movies but in Mm -hmm. this movie particular was he's sitting there he marlo's looking at the picture of velma he's like all relaxed in his chair and they pull back from the picture yes mm-hmm. and mike's like st- hovering like looming oh god and yes. that was and it was like right in between so he didn't catch the shoulders until like your perfect moment i was yeah. like yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah.
1: it's a sharp movie that,
0: that was a good yeah sharp fun
1: little movie just makes me feel sated <laughs> I don't know. And dear listeners, if you have not seen Dick Powell on <laughs> anything else, I recommend going back to his musicals and having a yeah. gale time. Well, why not? Busby Berkeley? Oh, God. Uh, oh, if you want a dose of Busby Berkeley, 42nd D- Street, man. Oh, oh I was going to go Gold Diggers of 37. Gold Diggers of 33. Isn't you like it? 33 better? I, I like 37. 33... Um, A friend of mine was theorizing that it was ground zero for all of noir because of the final dance number, which is... Bonkers, true that, true (laughs) that. But I told him he's not correct because uh, twenty thousand years in Sing Sing uh, predates that movie by a year. Anyway, nice. (laughs) But at some point, we're just going to find some excuse to watch Gold Diggers in nineteen thirty three for this podcast, (laughs) just because of the final dance number. I'm okay with that. Comes out of nowhere. So, all right, dear listeners, I think uh, we've about wrapped this up, and my my dog is getting squirrely again, so we will close up by saying thank you for joining us on Real Education Noir. I have been Melissa, and I've been joined by Tanya and Allie. and the three of us will see you again, or talk at you again, <laughs> <laughs> in a couple weeks when we return with an episode about The Big Sleep. Yay! Yay. Yay. Marlo! Bye!
0: We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll
1: see you next time on a noir
0: education.
1: Thank you for joining us for a real education noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedu.noir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time.
2: The joint looked like trouble, but that didn't bother me. Nothing bothered me. The two twenties fell nice and snug against my appendix.